You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Friday, final day for a podcast this week. Hadn't miss yesterday, just too exhausted after being up all night the night before covering uh, the NBA as a whole for the Locked On NBA podcast. Needed a day off, just could not do it. But back with you all today, and we're going to make up for all of that because we're going to have some fun on here today and look at really positive things. Don't need to recap that win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Pelicans just should have done that. I'll touch on it. We'll move on. But I want to look at Frank Jackson, his improvement, improvement, and the past two games that he's had. It's been wonderful, good to see. What have we noticed? Why is he having this? sudden success over these two games. Then we're going to look at Alfred Payton, his importance to this Pelicans team. What are some of the numbers with him and Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday on the court together? I think those are worth looking at. You know, this guy has a big, important role. And of course, we had Miritich back to help with that all as well. Then we'll take a look at the weekend, this upcoming road trip, and maybe touch on one or two other things. So a lot to cover in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So before we get to Frank Jackson, the two games he's had recently, I want to tell you, if you got a smart speaker over the holidays, you can tell it to play Locked on Pelicans. All you have to do is tell your smart speaker to, quote, play podcast Locked on Pelicans, end quote. Play podcast Locked on Pelicans. You'll get the latest episodes. A great way to get it while you're doing work, while you're cooking, what have you. So make sure you listen to the Locked on Pelicans podcast on your smart speakers. So Frank Jackson has had a bit of an emergence these past two games, and you're starting to see maybe the hype that I've been a little tentative on, I guess is maybe the way to put it, um, so far this year because it's kind of been up and down. But he's got back-to-back games now with a career high. That's going to make us take notice here and pay attention to him. Started with 17 points against the Grizzlies on Monday, and he followed it up against the Cavaliers with 19 points. And you've got to really like what you're seeing from him throughout this game. Those 19 points in the, by the way, what was the final score of that one? 140-124 win over the Cavaliers. After the Cavaliers, who are 8 of 8 from 3 to start the game, once they cooled off from there, um, this game kind of went in the Pelicans' way big time. So good. That's what it should have been. They really dominated from the second half of the second quarter through the rest of the game. Large part due to Frank Jackson, who in the second quarter of that game scored eight of his 19 points, kind of started getting them going. His energy was contagious, and we'll talk about that part in a second. But 19 points on just five shots, on just four makes, that's pretty wild. He was four of four from deep, so he missed his only shot inside the three-point line, and he was seven of seven from the line. He was aggressive is the only way to put it and it worked and he got to the line and he scored and he showed that's a very efficient game so if he's going to shoot threes and get to the line both things the Pelicans want and need you're going to see him getting regular rotation minutes he did this in 19 and a half minutes in this game it's been absolutely wonderful to see from him this seems to be like a lot of things are starting to click and come together for him 
And I think that's kind of been one of the big things. When you listen to Alvin Gentry talk or Drew Holiday talk or Anthony Davis talk, it's they it's them all mentioning his aggressiveness. His willing to get the ball and then go or get the ball and shoot. He's really aggressive and it kind of just fits what this team's looking to do. And it gets these other guys going. Drew Holiday said after the Memphis win, I think when they put him in the game, it was kind of close. And I think because of his energy, we pushed it to 10 points. Things like that where he can come in and contribute, make acrobatic plays, and be very aggressive on defense. And make plays is, I think, definitely a confidence booster. Now, you could take that confidence booster to mean just for Frank Jackson, but I think it's also the team as a whole, and I think that's kind of been a big thing. They feed, Again, this is contagious. The team feeds off Anthony Davis. They feed off Holiday. They feed off each other, and getting another guy who can kind of create that atmosphere on the court has been a good thing to see, and it's what the Pelicans need when the offense gets a little bit stagnant or when Anthony Davis is getting double or triple teamed. Now you have a guy on a kickout pass who can knock down a shot in Frank Jackson, or if you close out to hard on him he's going to drive by you and if he doesn't get the score at the rim he can at least go to the line I think what you're seeing a little bit now is maybe him acclimating more to the NBA he didn't really play much at Duke his one year there he didn't play at all last year they can run into a wall very much so in the NBA where the travel and the other and more games can really kind of get to you make your legs tired his shot just looks a little bit better maybe it's him just kind of realizing everything that he needs to do and how to prepare his body better maybe it's just less tired legs are making a shot look a little bit cleaner you're seeing more back iron than front iron when he shoots and misses which in that game against the Cavaliers wasn't very often And it's just kind of all coming together for him. It sounds like they've been putting in extra work in the gym, according to Anthony Davis, them being the Duke contingent of Okafor and Jackson. But we're just looking at Jackson here. And so I think that's kind of been the big thing. He moves well without the ball, too, which is a good way to carve out the role in almost any NBA offense. We got to see if he can keep it up. These past three games, past two games for Jackson, again, one is against the Cavaliers who stink. One is against the Grizzlies who had big trouble in that game and really couldn't get anything going. So, again, you got to do it against top-level competition. But the good thing here is he's not bad. You know, I always say Summer League doesn't tell you a whole lot if you dominate it because you should. For certain players. But if you play poorly in Summer League, that's a big, big red flag. Doesn't look like Frank Jackson is sucking or or playing poorly. And even if he's not playing outstanding and doesn't contribute at this level every time, if he plays at a merely average level, I think that speaks wonders to him and has to be a very good sign for his prospects in the future and this team going forward. Also, that dude is acrobatic as hell. Did you see him get up for that lob for for from Drew Holiday? It looked like Holiday was throwing it at the height for Anthony Davis to get. Frank Jackson went up and got it and then just missed, um, unfortunately. But, hey, he's got some hops. He can play, and I think it's been really nice to see. And if you're looking for a young player to kind of hang your hat on with this team here, it's Frank Jackson. He's carrying like four first-round picks worth of expectations since the Pelicans haven't had one really in so long. So before we move on, talk a little bit about Alfred Payton, the impact he's had on this team since he's been back and that he's just had on them whenever he's played, which, by the way, is a very good impact, and we'll talk more about that. Uh, I do want to mention we've got the call-in line for Locked on Pelicans. You've heard me play some of the listener questions or opinions that they have. It's a lot of fun. It's a way to make this more interactive. So please call in. The number is 504-321-0448. That's 504-321-0448. 
888-900-0448. You can leave a voicemail there. It might get used on the podcast. Give me all the Pelicans questions you've got, or just leave your opinion. Happy to play those as well. It's been a lot of fun, and we'll keep using these throughout the season. Again, that number is 504-321-0448. All right, so Alfred Payton, who's been back for a couple of games, clearly has a massive impact on this Pelicans team. So I wanted to take a look because they've looked like an entirely different club with him on the court. In fact, if you go back over these past three games, again, it's it's against very subpar competition. They actually have the eighth best defensive rating. That I don't think is only attributable to Alfred Payton, but there's a lot that kind of goes into some of this stuff, and it's pretty impressive. They're actually now 9-2 and two when he plays, or 8-1, and one, this is according to Jim Eichenhofer of Pelicans.com, 8-1 and one when he plays 20 minutes or more. They've scored 130 points six times this season, including four of Payton's nine high-minutes games, but just twice, basically, without Alfred Payton. That's... A pretty good number. The offense, which has never been a problem really at any point this season, other than maybe sometimes in the crunch, in clutch time, if you want to call it that, but we've kind of looked at that. Other, but that overall has not been the actual problem that the Pelicans have had this year. It's been on the defensive side of the ball. But when you have Alfred Payton out on the court alongside Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis in 193 minutes so far this year, which is a decent-ish sample size given the injuries he's had, but certainly not a good thing, they are pretty stout on that side. They actually have a defensive rating of 100.2, those three guys. When you look at the Pelicans' defensive rating on the year, it's 111.5. So that is a significant difference by about 11 points per 100 possessions or so, something like that, 11.3. That's a very good improvement. They have an offensive rating of 125.9. The Pelicans' offensive rating on the year is 113.6. So that is significantly better as well. In fact, on the year, the Pelicans have the second best offensive rating. So again, offense has not been the problem. It's really been defense. But the Pelicans then have a uh, net rating on the season of 2.2 with Alfred Payton, Anthony Davis, and Drew Holiday out there together. They have a net rating of 20, uh, sorry, 25.7. Pretty good overall, I'd say there, huh? So what's going on with all this, and why is the defense so much better when he's out on the court? And I think the first thing you do need to look at, actually, is the offense. And that's because this Pelicans team scores at a much better rate with him on the court than without him. You're getting more made baskets. The defense can get back and get set, and you don't need to worry about kind of getting burned in transition off the opponent grabbing a defensive board. It also helps that they actually do slow the game down some when he's out on the court as well. The Pelicans actually play slower with him, which, by the way, if you want to know why that is, it's because of the team grabbing 32.4% of offensive rebounds when he's out on the court. So they kind of grab the uh, the offensive boards at a little bit better rate than they do all season. So I think that kind of ties into it as well. So you can slow the game down. is going to kind of give you less chances to score, which can impact that, even though it's kind of pace-adjusted, those defensive numbers. But if your defense can get back and get set... I think that really helps as well. I think the other big thing is, frankly, it just adds some depth to this team. You don't have Etwan Moore or Drew Holiday playing out of position as much, maybe not being as good on the defensive side of the ball then. You have guys that might be starters shifted to the bench. You know, it just helps you a little bit more 
overall. Maybe it's just a mental thing too. Having him out on the court, you feel a boost because it's not Tim Frazier, I guess maybe is, is the best way to look at it. So I think that adds up to it as well. But the numbers when he's out there, they kind of speak for themselves. It's been uh, night and day. And you can argue that maybe the Pelicans shouldn't be so reliant on this one guy or uh, you know, a, a $3.2 million point guard, what have you. But it makes a big difference when he's out there. And I think you can see why the Pelicans want, went and met with him the opening night of free agency at midnight. He was the first guy that they spoke to that they really wanted to bring him in. And I think it's also really adept thing, him and Miritich coming back, make this team significantly better because it means you don't have to play guys as many minutes. So maybe Drew Holiday can get a little bit of a break here and there more so than he would otherwise, which lets him have more energy to play defense. Same thing for Anthony Davis with Miritich out there and Okafor having a bigger role. And I think all all of that really does just make you a better defensive team. You don't need to kind of know or, or worry that this is the guy who's got to do it. And if they don't, you're going to have a bad game and you're going to lose because they, if they're not perfect, as Anthony Davis once said, they're not going to go out and win. So now you have more guys in. So guys don't need to be perfect, which either allows them to gamble a little bit more or just freeze them up and they have more energy. And I think that's been some of the big things. But man, the net rating with those three guys out there on the court really is something 25.7 in 193 minutes they're eight and one when those three guys are out there all together or play all together that's not a bad record to have with some of these lineups again they just do everything you want more the assist percentage is up there they shoot at a very high rate as well though not as good maybe because Alfred Payton isn't quite the best three-point shooter but they kind of give you what you want and I think it's good to see and maybe it can help this Pelicans team turn things around they are on a three-game winning streak after all so I've been asking for it this week. I'm going to keep asking for him this week and for the next couple of days as well. Are you a crazy Saints fan? Do you know a crazy Saints fan? Do you have weird game day rituals? Or maybe they're not weird to you. They're just things you do because you think you can give some good luck to the team or it's just a habit or a superstition. I want to talk to you for a project I'm working on. Please get in touch with me. You can try the text line 504-321-0448. You can email me. It's lockedonpels at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Twitter. It's just at Nola Jake. Give me a quick minute or two of your time. We can do it all through text, email, phone, whatever you want to do. I'm going to run a story. It's going to be a lot of fun on Saints fans superstitions. Let me get you in there and want to talk to as many people as possible. So things are going well right now if you're a Pelicans fan with that three-game winning streak, two just absolute beatdowns of the Cavaliers and a big win over the Memphis Grizzlies. But those are, well, the Cavs are the worst team in the league, and the Grizzlies have been swooning hard recently um, as they've kind of gone through a number of different issues and things like that, and they're not necessarily the same team that they were to start the year, though there's some talent there, and a 19-point win over them should not just be hand-waved away. This is now where we're going to get a real test. The Pelicans on a five-game road trip starting tomorrow at Minnesota before taking on the Clippers, 
the Warriors, the Portland Trailblazers, and then wrapping up on the road against the Memphis Grizzlies. This is where we're going to get a real good test of who they are. This should be seen as the barometer. They've been bad on the road, particularly defensively. Um, Anthony Davis said it the other day. To be honest, we've sucked on the road is a good way of putting it. Anthony, you did a good job. Those were perfect words used to describe this. So getting this road trip out of the way and getting wins on it and not just going one and four is going to be really important. I think people will look at two and three as a success if you get maybe wins over the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. But I think you almost need more than that. And I said this on ESPN Radio here in New Orleans 100.3 yesterday that, you know, maybe you could go two and three if you were above 500 or well above 500, but they're not. So this five-game road trip has even more importance. This is where you'll hope to see a turning point. Their defense, as I said, over the past three games has been the eighth best in the league, but it's against bad teams. If you can carry some of that over, though, the physicality, the energy, the aggressiveness on defense that we've seen, think about those two blocks in one second that Anthony Davis had down low against the Cavaliers. You'll win these games, and you'll start to make people think that you can get back into this playoff picture and then maybe climb up in the playoff picture now that they're only two games under 500. They're catching a break to start this road trip tomorrow night as they take on the Minnesota Timberwolves, who just recently fired Tom Thibodeau. They won their first game, but this is now going to be the second night of a back-to-back for this uh, Minnesota team. So they're going to be tired. They're still kind of figuring things out, but they're kind of riding that just fired coach emotion, which can also help you win some games. Likely got them that win um, in in Ryan Saunders' first game as well. So we'll see how this goes. I'm not entirely sure how if they're going to win this or not because there's a lot of emotion there and they've been bad on the road. But this is where we're going to know. Are you a playoff team? Are you about to turn things around? Because you can't turn things around now in this season with 25 games left to go when 14 out of the 15 teams in the Western Conference are in playoff contention. That's going to be too late. It's basically almost now or never, though we're not quite there yet. And it also depends on what other teams do. But if you can get a win against the Timberwolves, a win against the Grizzlies, and you score one against the Clippers, the Warriors, or the Portland Trailblazers, I think that's going to be a big thing. There's ways to do it. You're getting a bit of a break as well. And they're going to be healthy again. There's almost no excuse to lose to some of these teams when you have that healthy roster. Yes, Miritich, who made his debut again on um, Wednesday against the Cavaliers, is going to be on a minutes restriction. And he said he was very winded. At one point, he airballed a shot probably because he was just tired and not in kind of game shape. But you got your full roster back. For the most part, unless someone else goes down, hopefully not. There's almost no excuse to lose these games or at least not be competitive in them. So after this five-game road trip, I think we're going to have a much clearer idea of where this Pelicans team stands. So the importance of this cannot be overstated. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Enjoy the game tomorrow night. Go Pels. Hopefully they get a win. Hit me up on the Locked On Pelicans call in line 504-321-0448. And of course, let me know your Saints rituals. I've got some great ones. It's going to be a really fun project. Can't wait to unveil it to all of you, but I need your help to make that happen. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all on Monday.